You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Welcome back to another episode. All right, what are we going to do today? Today, I want to dive back into some Q&A. I want to catch up just so I can be getting on top of these questions so I can hopefully answer them sooner so when people write in, they know that they're going to get their question answered as fast as possible. So I'm going to be very much more on this. So if you have a question, you can email your question in to trip at tripadvice.com. Just send an email with your question. And if you want to know what kind of questions does Trip want to answer here on the podcast, well, you'll get an idea from today's episode and maybe previous episodes where I answer questions that are very thorough and thought out and, and somewhat unique. I don't want to really answer questions that are kind of like, oh, how do you talk to girls, which is the name of this podcast and what it's all about, or how do I attract a, a friend or, you know, how do I keep a conversation going? And the reason why is just because those questions are already answered. So we have answers to those questions and they're all spread out through the podcast and you can check those out. So I want to hear about your specific situation so I can help you. And that's the benefit for you to send in a question. Like I said, email me trip at tripadvice.com. And if it is a good question, I will put it here on the podcast and we will answer it like we're going to do today. So why don't we just dive in right now? This one's from Patrick. He says, thank you so much for your podcast. It has helped me to inspire me to make a better life. I love to learn how to approach women and try to seduce them for a potential relationship. I started learning pickup from OGs like Neil and Mystery with the game. I cannot say I love the tactics that was taught back then, but there are a lot of principles that I use. You know what, Patrick? I feel the same way. He says, the only problem is I have so much guilt before approaching that I give up before I feel confident enough to talk to a woman. How do I reframe my belief system so I can see these topics and practices as a good thing and not as manipulation? Thank you once again, Patrick. Patrick, absolutely love this question. Really good question here. Here's how I like to look at this. Anyone in the history of the world who has ever gotten together and had sex, dated, gotten into a relationship, gotten married, had kids, more point being when anyone has ever gotten together, there were factors involved. Two people were doing certain things that they never read on the internet, never got advice from a friend, but they were doing certain things that was making them attractive to the other person. And those things are what I like to teach. And in some cases, some of the OGs like to teach it too. Because for some guys, it's not as intuitive. Like myself, for example, I had no idea what attraction was or how to get a girl interested in me. Now, sometimes I would over the course of my high school and college years and my younger years, sometimes it would happen, but I didn't know why. I had no idea. So think of this as tapping into understanding how attraction just works on a biological level and take away the manipulation aspect of it. What does the word manipulation even mean? Let's, let's, let's look that up. We'll do it live here. Define manipulation. Looking this up here on Google, to manipulate, to handle or control, typically in a skillful manner. Number two, control or influence cleverly, unfairly, or unscrupulously, which means you know being unethical. So it's interesting. I actually think that the first term is 
the it, it does make sense. So manipulation in, in this case, in the first definition, does make sense. Handle or control, typically in a skillful manner. It's funny. I wouldn't think that that would be the one of the defini definitions of manipulate. I would think that it's the second one here, to control or influence cleverly or unfairly. I think that in the first definition, yeah, that's what we're doing. If that's what manipulate means, absolutely. We are manipulating. I think a lot of people are manipulating in all areas of their life, right? To handle or control, typically in a skillful manner, sure. If you know how to control a situation, so that means, so you if you play guitar really well, I always use the analogy of guitar or basketball really well, are you manipulating it? I mean, again, I've never heard that definition before of just simply handle or control. But according to this Google definition, then yeah, I guess we are manipulating it. You're, you're manipulating a guitar, you're manipulating a, uh, a basketball, whatever it may be, and in, in talking to a girl, you're manipulating the situation, I guess, because you're in control of it. Well, that's how I see it. I don't see it as doing it unfairly or unscrupulously, at least if you follow the trip advice method. Now, if you follow some of the OGs, style, mystery, all those guys, they were definitely manipulating because they were kind of figuring out what it was that was making someone more attractive and then having really corny lines or lies or fake stories. I don't know if you guys ever used to follow this one guy. His name is Mihao doesn't surprise me that he doesn't do any coaching anymore. He's even in the dating advice scene. I think it was just a money grab for him. I don't think he really cared about helping people. But he would have some serious manipulative shit. I mean, we're talking, he would give you full stories to tell a woman that were completely untrue, but it'd make you more attractive. Did they work? I don't know. I never used them because it felt so weird. But there's a lot of stuff out there where you're manipulating in that second definition right? Influencing cleverly and unfairly. And yes, in a sense, you could, obviously, we're talking about it here, you could use this information and use it in an unfair way. I see it as if you do it in the way where it's like, oh, okay, you're just learning how to flirt. You're learning how to have better conversations. You're learning how to appear more attractive. And you're learning how to tap into that in a way where you're upgrading yourself and you're actually becoming the attractive person versus copying and pasting some random nonsense, then that's going to be way better. So Patrick, I want you to think this is the first definition and let's not even use manipulation because again, I think in society, we don't think of manipulate in that first way. We all think of manipulate with a negative connotation where it's this bad thing that you're doing because you're doing it in this unscrupulous, what a good word, manner, right? In this way that you're just trying to kind of like trick somebody. But this, if you follow it correctly, you're not doing that at all. You're just being the attractive guy. Like I said, for the history of mankind, there are, there's a pattern. There's a reason why things happen. There's a reason why the sky is blue. And there's a reason why two people might get together and two people might not get together to mate, to be together. So all you're doing is learning what that is and then tapping into that. And there's nothing wrong with that, at least... Uh, that's my opinion. I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Again, I get it. There's a fine line with this material between using it in a negative way and using it in a more meaningful and moral way. So as long as you're using lines that feel authentic to you and you're learning conversation skills and you're understanding how to handle 
Again, that was one of the definitions in the, the first definition. If you're learning how to handle the situation appropriately, that's just because you're being someone who's a good socializer. And there are people out there who are very good at socializing. So you, are we going to call anyone good at socializing and meeting women manipulative? I think that's unfair. I think that would be very unfair to go to that extreme to say that. So yes, Mystery, Neil, or Style as they called him, they did have some cool stuff that they would teach in terms of the theories behind attraction. It was just the way they would go about it, which was just as a little kooky and a little gimmicky. You know, there was things you would do, like you'd, do, you'd go to a bar and palm read and stuff like that. And, you know, that stuff probably works. These days, it could still work. But if you're a person who's like, palm reading, I don't want to do that, or that sounds weird, then you're not going to do that. And then you're not going to be that manipulative person. So stay away from that. Stay away from that as much as you can and just do what feels right to you. Patrick, I hope that helped. That was a great question, and I'm glad we brought it up. There's people who have listened to my podcast and have even written comments in the iTunes section, in the review section, saying it's manipulative. I don't know. I can't imagine there's anything uh, that has that negative manipulation category. Uh, nothing I've ever taught. I always say to guys, the whole idea here is let's upgrade you to a person who's becoming more powerful and attractive. Let's not just turn you into something that you're not. So that's how I see this. And guys, real quick, I do appreciate the iTunes reviews. If you want to leave one, and I've seen some come through, please do that. Just go to iTunes that you might be listening to here on the podcast, hit a review, and let me know what you think of the podcast. Hopefully it's five stars. That'd be great. And of course, uh, real quick, now that we're doing just some announcements here, you know what to do if you want to take your dating expertise to the next level, not to learn how to manipulate, but get to a point where you've upgraded yourself and you've just become a more attractive person. It's who you are. How to become the person who's more attractive. How do you make that possible? If you need help, go to coachedbytrip.com and I will help you get to that place and we will turn you into a guy who's going to ethically become a master with women and not do it in some shady way. Coachedbytrip.com, apply, we'll talk, we'll see if it's a good fit for you and we'll go from there. All right, next question. Hey, Trip, long-time listener, first-time questioning. I'm a traveling contractor, and I'm only in places for three to six months before moving again. How do I approach women in this way without coming across as an F-boy? Really appreciate some help here. I'm 37 and a fit, healthy guy with a good sense of humor. Thanks, Trip. Hope to hear an answer to this question, Ryan. All right, Ryan, great question here. Okay, well, first I want to say this, and you probably already know this, but I like to give detailed answers for these questions. So as you know, if you're a person who's moving every three to six months, just understand that's all you could be, okay? That's all you could be. Uh, I don't know if you want to call it an F-boy. Let's just call you a person who's only interested in casual relationships. And by the way, there's a lot of women who are interested in casual relationships. So the whole idea is as you're moving around, you're only going to be creating casual relationships because you're not able to have anything more than that. And again, I know you know that, but I just kind of have to say that out loud to everyone else who's listening. So you know, you know, if he asked me the question, 
you know, what do I do if I'm moving every three to six months? How do I find a girlfriend? My answer would be, you can't find a girlfriend. Unless you want a crappy long distance relationship, you can't find a girlfriend because you're not in the same place. And a relationship is meant to be in the same city. So we're not going to do that. But if you're interested in casual relationships, well then, yeah, absolutely. This is fine. How do you come across without being an F-boy? It's, you're only going to come across that way to someone who you're, hey, let's go back to this manipulation thing, right? So you're only going to be, you know, coming across that way if you are manipulative, right? So here's a manipulative move, right? A guy who's whining and dining a girl, taking on romantic dates, knowing he's leaving in three to six months and courting the woman as if, as if it's going to turn into a relationship and he's only doing it to sleep with her. That is manipulative. That is unethical. That's wrong. So the idea is you're going to have to play the numbers game. By the way, this is advice for anyone, whether you're moving or not. This is just advice for people looking for casual relationships. You're going to have to sift through and find the women who are also interested in casual relationships. So that's it. And if you go on a date with someone and they ask you, like, oh, like, what's your story and what's your job and what do you do? Just tell them. Tell them you're a traveling contractor. Some women are going to say, nope, that's not for me. Take care. Bye. I don't want to see you again because they're looking for something serious. And some women are going to look at this as an opportunity and say, oh, okay. Well, I think he's cool. I'm attracted to him. I'll just keep this casual because I enjoy talking to him and I think he's attractive. When I say attractive, by the way, you know I mean personality and looks. So that's how you can look at that is that you're going to say your situation Some women are into it, some women are not, and some women are just kind of go with the flow and don't matter, and okay, yeah, I'll I'll hook up with him, and and that's it, and and just they'll just see what happens. So really, whatever you're doing, you don't have to change anything. You can be dead honest. You have to understand, women are attracted when their emotions get spiked, so they're not thinking it in a logical level. So even if you're moving in three to six months, they know they might not see you, but they are into you. They're becoming attracted to you. You've spiked the emotions. They will backwards rationalize why they should stay with you. Also, you should understand that, you know, another way to go about this so you're not really screwing anyone over is just don't be going on romantic dates. So let's say on the first date, you get dinner or drink. That's fine. But if you start doing these picnic situations and you're going on nice picnics and more fancy dinners and and spending a lot of time together, and it's more focused on connecting than sleeping together, you're going to give her the wrong impression, and it's going to cause drama, and she's going to be upset. So you need to treat it casual. I always say, treat the casual relationships casual. Treat the more serious relationships more serious and deep. You want to court someone for a relationship, you're going to be going on the typical dates and the and the bowling and the parks and all that stuff and deep conversations and and, you know, spending hours at night talking and getting it to know each other and all that stuff's going to happen. But if you're doing casual relationship after the first date, it should be much more casual. Yeah, come over. Let's Netflix and chill. You know, let, let's just hang out. Let's watch a movie, you know, and then they'll get the idea. And if they're not interested in that, again, it's just filtering people out. Don't be scared if they're not going to come over. That just means they're either not attracted to you or they're looking for something more serious. So for you, Ryan, this is going to be a numbers game. Ryan, I hope that answers your question. Sounds like you're on the right track. Of course, I would have liked a little bit more details from you because 
I'm not sure exactly what the problem is. You said, how do I approach women in this way without coming across as an F boy? I think he means fuck boy. Um, and again, I think it's just about being honest and realizing that women want casual relationships too. And you just got to sift and find them. Let's go to another question. Hey, Trip. It's from Anonymous. He says, I've been listening to the podcast a little over four months and really enjoy them. Your strategies really helped me out in gaining confidence and figuring out the way a girl's mind works. My question for you is, how do I DM girls on Instagram with people I know following them? I know I should be approaching girls in person, but I wanted to give a shot on Instagram. It isn't just one girl in mind, but two of them. Both had followed me back right away the day I followed them and seemed to show interest since they are usually the first ones to view my stories. I make sure to post things that show value in me without being a show-off and get more attraction. Now I am stuck because I don't know what to say if I DM them without coming off weird for following them in the first place. Hope this makes it on the podcast and helps other guys in the same situation anonymous. Okay, cool. This is a great question. Guys, I'm going to give you a, a, a little tip here from my online domination masterclass. So I'm going to take a little piece of my program and I'm going to tell you right now what that is. So I do have an opener of sorts that really helps with a DM situation. Now, there's a lot of stuff out there, by the way. You can look all this stuff up online. People have proven openers and different things to say. You know, I, I remember hearing one that that you write a, a message and you say, can I be honest with you? Question mark. And that's really intriguing for a woman to to hear that. So they'll respond. But again, you, you got to have something good there. I can't tell you what to say after that. You got you to have something that relates to their profile or who they are. So that's one way of doing it. I like a more a, a, a different approach, a more direct approach that kind of closes the deal faster based on the strategies I have in my online domination program, which is the same idea. It's the idea of creating a profile online with great pictures and a great bio that get them attracted enough there. Then you text them a little bit to show that you're a cool guy and they'll be intrigued and interested enough for you to end up getting their number or for you to give them their number. And so I like to use those same principles. So what I have here is a social media opener, and I'll say it right now. Basically, you find a girl in the DM, you can send this to her, you could just like this, whether she friended you or not. Again, understand that Instagram is a huge numbers game, huge numbers game. You don't know if they have boyfriends or not. It's not a dating app, so it's a lot different. I don't usually think it's a great strategy. I think it's such a low conversion that it's a waste of time and you should just go out and approach and then get on dating sites. But you know what? Here it is. So what you can say is, hey, you was searching for something unrelated and stumbled across you. Share your passion for life. Semicolon, we seem to have a lot in common. Let's connect if you're interested. Cheers, and then your name, okay? I'm not gonna repeat that again. If you want, you can rewind and listen to that. So you, you get the idea. And again, you're gonna have to improvise here because you're gonna have to say what you have in common, if they even respond to you. And it's gonna be something that they've never seen before because what are they usually getting? Oh, well, they're usually getting someone who is just being creepy or weird or overly complimentary you know, just giving lots of compliments to a girl and calling her sexy and yada, yada. So this one is is just a little bit different, okay? This one 
is where you're just saying, hey, I think you're interesting. Let's connect. And then after she says that, you can do a couple back and forths. And then I want you to close with, here's my number. Or you can say, why don't I give you my number and we can text better than back and forth on here. And then you put your number and you wait for them to text you. If they text you, great. If not, they were never that interested. But I wouldn't think of how do I attract her over the DM. You're not going to attract her over DM. You won't even get her that intrigued over DM. It's really about your pictures, your profile, what you say in your bio, what your whole vibe is. You got to have a good Instagram if you're going to be getting a girl to respond to you and then text you and then meet up with you. Same idea with online dating. There's no difference. All right, let's go to the next question. Good afternoon, Trip. I messed up and you are the only one who can help me out. My girl and I were hooking up before sex. Things were going on very smoothly and I thought we were good to go. But suddenly, out of nowhere, she told me she's not into it anymore, that I'm not arousing her. She went as far as telling me that I should be a man. This is the first time it's happening to me and I don't know how to react. I really need your advice on this. Have a nice day, and thanks in advance, L. All right, well, there is almost no context here, L, and uh, I, I wish that you, you gave a lot more context, but I still wanted to pick this question because maybe there's something we can we can try to get out of it. So you said, you guys were hooking up, it was going smoothly, you were thought you were good to go, but then she said that she's not into it anymore. Okay, so what this sounds like and I got to be very careful here with what I say, because of course, we do want to get consent before we end up having sex with a woman. But it just sounds like you weren't you weren't making the move to have sex. That's what it sounds like. Or it sounds like, yeah, like you were hesitating too much. That's the only thing I could get from her saying, be a man. Be a man sounds like you should have gone for it. Of course, again, you need to ask consent and you need to, that is going for it. Okay. Being like, should I get a condom? Should I get a condom right now? Do you want to have sex right now? Okay. And don't ever misinterpret a woman saying, be a man, just go for it without having to get consent. She still wants it. You're going to hear a lot of other dumb dating coaches say something like, oh, you know, you don't need to do that. Like, you know, she just wants you to go for it. You're going to ruin the mood. Like that is the worst thing that you could ever do because you can get yourself in a really tricky situation. But I do agree that you have to be a man and at least go for it. She wants you to do it. So Again, there is almost no context in this situation, but maybe you guys were hooking up for too long. Although, listen, foreplay can never go too long, okay? And also, uh, again, please, guys, I picked this one so I can teach you to have a little bit more context in your situation. What happened? I'd love to know what happened. But if she ever reacts like that, just ignore it, okay? It's all a shit test in a sense. Agree and exaggerate any kind of shit test. Okay, so if she says that to you, be a man. You're like, you know what? I should. I should be more of a man. Don't get defensive. Don't think that it is offensive, even if you feel offended by it. Don't worry about that and just keep moving forward. Okay, so that's all I can say to that. Again, because there's not a lot of context, but I appreciate you reaching out and, uh, and trusting me with the advice. Let's do one more. What do you say? Here's a little bit of a longer one. 
Hi, Trip. Big fan of the podcast and all of your work. I'm a musician and work teaching music lessons. I work with my ex-girlfriend one day a week. We dated on and off for about three years. I was not listening to the podcast at the time when we started dating. As a result, I didn't trust my gut and walk away. She portrayed several of the red flags you mentioned, including bipolar disorder, suicidal thoughts, past sexual and physical trauma, wanting to have kids. We broke up this, that's interesting you say wanting to have kids. I don't know why that's a red flag. Uh, But anyway, we broke up this past November and I've done the obvious things to limit contact with her, including blocking her on social media, deleting her number, and creating a list of her poor qualities that I revisit when I feel a sense of nostalgia. My question, is it possible to continue to work at the same studio? We work in very close quarters. We pass each other in the hallway, park in the same parking lot, start and end work at the same time. I usually limit contact by just giving a brief nod. Sometimes we have lengthy conversations about what is going on with the music scene where we live. It's annoying to see her trip. I really like teaching and want to continue doing the work that I love. The money I earn is good. I could move my teaching day to Friday, but it would be challenging and I anticipate losing clients in the process. Last question. How long do you recommend to work on yourself before starting to date again? I get the feeling that my heart isn't in it and like I want to focus and develop myself more professionally. Or because I still see this woman, my emotions are playing tricks on me. What are your thoughts? Any advice on my situation would be much appreciated. Sincerely, Keelan. All right. Here are my thoughts, Keelan. Here are my thoughts. First of all, your gut was right. You found some red flags there. Bipolar, suicidal thoughts, past sexual physical trauma. I'm not trying to put anyone down who has that, but if they haven't figured out their stuff, their issues with their traumas, their psychological nature, if they haven't figured this out, they shouldn't be in a relationship. You know, I get a lot of people who might say, well, that's not very fair. That's not fair. Those people should be able to have love too. Well, sure, but is it fair if they have to be, if the person who's in a relationship with that person has to get the raw end of the stick? Is that fair? Sounds like you're really siding with the person who's going to cause trouble in a relationship. That doesn't sound fair to me at all. What sounds fair is the person who has these traumas get that stuff fixed before getting into a relationship. That's what's fair. But anyway, my thoughts here are that... You should be continuing to work at the studio depending on almost like a pros and cons list. So if you feel here, Keelan, that it's causing a lot of problems and it's affecting your work, well, then, yeah, it's going to be better for you to move days, move at a new, move to a new studio, even if you are making great money. If you can't deal with it and it's causing more harm than good, you know, you don't even, it's interesting, you don't sound like it's that bad. You say you see her a lot. But it doesn't seem like it's causing any problems. If, if you were to said here, like, yeah, it's, she says things to me, it makes it awkward. But you even said that. So it sounds like you should just keep doing what you're doing. But if you're just leaving that part out, then yeah, then you, then you got to do what you got to do. Your mental health is going to be important. And if it's going to affect your work and your life sucks, even though you're making a lot of money, your life sucks, then yeah, then you shouldn't be working with her. But guys, can I just tell you once again, This is a prime example of what I'm talking about when I always tell you do not be getting into relationships with people or sleeping with people who you work with or work in the same building. It's scarcity mentality when people do that. Oh, but Trip, she's so pretty. I don't care. There's other women out there that's going to give you a better situation. Isn't it better or more ideal to live your life where you have better situations to, to explain it real simply? Isn't it better that way? I think so. You're you're entering 
a risk that's not worth it. Like, I don't understand why anyone would want to enter a situation in a relationship where they might see the person at work. That's, that's your work. Sexual harassment could come up. You can get in trouble. Or you have this, a situation like Keelan, where you are frustrated because you see that person. And that's your livelihood, your work and your career is your livelihood. So to answer your question here, your first question, it's up to, I can't give you the answer, but I can give you the tools to figure out the answer. Ask yourself, what is affecting you more? What are the pros and cons? What does this look like on a day-to-day? Is it just bothering you on a minimal level or is it seriously affecting your work? And I already gave you the answer there, and you'll know what to do once you are able to answer those questions for yourself. Now, you said last question, how long do you recommend to work on yourself before starting to date again? I say three to six months at the most. You don't need to take that much time. You said, I get the feeling that my heart isn't in it, and I like to want to focus and develop myself more professionally. So three to six months, three to six months. You said, or because I still see this woman, my emotions are playing tricks on me. Yeah, so I'd say three to six months of developing yourself professionally, and that could be finding a new place to work and maybe making a little bit less money, but then working towards making more money as time goes on. So that's what I think you should do, Keelan. And I hope that helps. I know that this is a uh, tough situation, but I'm going to give you some tough love. You did get yourself into this situation. So, you know, you got to figure it out, get yourself out. There you go. I hope that helps. Keelan or anyone who has who has sent in their question for the Q&A today. If you need help, go to coachedbytrip.com. We can work together. We can work on your situation. We can help you meet new women, more women, help you work on yourself and all the ways to make you the most attractive version. Anyone out there who has not written in, you can write in too. Email me, trip at tripadvice.com. Put in the subject line podcast question. Or you can just get direct help from me where we can work together for several weeks to several months, coachedbytrip.com. Go there, fill out an application and work with me if you see that this is something that you really want to invest your time in and you really want to take this to the next level. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks again for anyone who has written a review on iTunes. I do appreciate it. And we'll see you on the next episode.